0: But I'm going to just go ahead and invite uh, Jay Schiffman up to share his story. So let's give it up for Jay.
1: Welcome to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. I am your host, Jay Schiffman. Welcome back to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. This is episode 26. This is a very special episode for multiple reasons. I want to, first off, welcome. There's going to be two groups of people who are hearing this for the first time today. I want to welcome them. Number one is those brought along by my incredible, incredible, incredible guest today. Dr. Rob Kelly Yes, we have the Gordon Ramsay of addiction on the podcast today. If I was the kind of guy who had a uh, a a producer, this is where we would drop in the sound machine. Ah, the crowd goes wild. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Rob Kelly is a pretty amazing guy and I had the opportunity to chat with him. So, if you are one of his crew one of his one of his family you're here in this welcome to the podcast the second group just as important now that's not <laughs> that's not fair more important to me but just as important in terms of how wonderful the group is that's that's here today is the huge flock of fans of the guy who is is the shout out today You've heard him reference multiple times on this podcast, and that is the always hilarious, a guy I have known for over 20 amazing years, one of, if not my greatest friend in the world, a brother to me, Spark Tabor, ladies and gentlemen. This is a huge episode today. So welcome to everyone who was brought along by those two. Thank you for, for checking out the podcast. I hope you stick around after this episode let me talk a little bit about this episode before we get into it. So the podcast is a fun thing that I do. <laughs> it's it's something that makes me incredibly happy to put this out there in the world. It's not easy by any means. It's, it's tough. And I am continuously trying to get better at this. Actually, as I record this, I'm I'm recording in a new space to try to get the sound quality better. The sound quality with Dr. Rob Kelly is not great. Uh, it's not Dr. Kelly's fault at all. I, I want to make that abundantly clear. This is 100% my fault. He was in his office and it, it, it he was he followed my instructions to the letter. So again, I want to make it clear that this is not Dr. Rob Kelly's fault at all. His office was very echoey, and I worked with the sound the best I could and like I said you know i, I i'm I'm learning I, I would like to think I'm proficient, you know uh, I do have a little bit of a background in in sound, and you know I'm definitely not a professional, so I actually went and found three se- <laughs> three separate professionals and was like, "Try, please try to help me with this." Each of them helped the most they could, but all of them were like, yo, man, this is infixable. So, look, it's not terrible, right? I mean, it's not like you're going to hear our interview and be like, oh, this is trash. You know, I ain't like that. I'm just saying this because you might think it's fine if you do that. Thank you. Thank you for your low, <laughs> your low bar for podcast. I recognize that it's not where I want it to be. Uh, I take this this seriously. I believe in this podcast. I believe in giving the best possible content to my listeners, to all of you. It's why I started a Patreon, because I want people to have the opportunity to get more involved uh, with the podcast and also support it if they like it. And, and actually, that's what Spark and I talk about today, because he obviously, as you've heard many times before, is also a podcast host. And so he talks about, you know, ways to support podcasts and what that means and, and everything like that. You'll you'll hear it. It's, it's fun. We have a good time. But I say all this to say <laughs> I'm doing my best. I am getting better every episode. I am trying new things every interview. And I'm also making a commitment to this. This is a thing that I care about a lot. I, I very much... Uh, want to get better at this at doing this podcast and want to give you the best possible product. Uh, that's what the Patreon's all about. I said it before, the Patreon is not a thing that's gonna go into my pocket just to I don't expect I'm gonna make a lot of money off it. It is a hundred percent a way for me to turn that money into making a better podcast. So, you know, enjoy this because. You know, there was not even a second of thought that I wouldn't put this out. You know, it it, it, the conversation with with Dr. Kelly is so important and it's 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 just so meaningful. The, The man gives out his personal cell phone in our conversation. So that's how much he cares. That's how much we, you know, we have that in common. And if you th- if you think for a minute he could have been talking through two different telephones, and I still would put out that podcast because this dude gets it. He cares about this stuff. He's a really incredible guy, and, and I just love chatting with him. And obviously <laughs> with Spark, he is. You know, I, I love Spark to death, and, and I-, I love him uh, like a family member. That's how deep and far back we go. So, welcome to episode twenty six. Enjoy the show. Here with us today is, I think this says, is it Gavine uh, T- Tabor? Is that, I'm sorry, I didn't do my homework before before this interview, and I'm not really sure who
0: you are. It's no problem at all. It's actually pronounced Ralph Fines. Okay, Ralph.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, so actually, this is, you all have heard him referenced. This will be now the fourth straight week, maybe five, that Mr. Spark Tabor has been referenced on this podcast, and now he's here. So it's kind of like a Beetlejuice situation. We say his name enough times, but unlike Beetlejuice, he's like, nah, I'm not not coming for less than five. And that's when I'm up here. Anyway, what did you want to talk about?
0: Uh, yeah, it's this is something that's born out of Twitch, but it it, it really goes into uh, like life in general. It's free to watch. It's free to sign up. Everything there is free, and there's the option to to tip, to to donate, to sub, to give bits. All these ways to pay people. The vast vast majority of people that enjoy your content never pay, and there's a um, there's a big debate in the Twitch community on like the what is and isn't quote unquote expected or what is not isn't fair to ask. And I, I'm in the camp of, and this is where it extends to everyone, is that if people are providing a service to you and you're able, you should compensate them. Being in entertainment, of course, I'm, I'm a bit more sensitive to that because, you know, you, you say you have a show and people are like, how much does it cost? <laughs> I understand that people don't view entertainment the same way uh, as, as they view needs, quote unquote but you do have a need to be entertained. And so I, I just think that it's very important to reframe the way that you think about something. I think that everyone that has the financial means should be in some way giving back to those communities. And it's actually, I don't even like that language. It's paying for a service that you're being provided. It's not a charity, so, so forget that. If you have the financial means, you should be paying for the services being rendered. And if you do not have the means to do so financially, you should find other ways. Every entertainer, comic, artist you know, the more people that know about them, the better. So if you can't pay them for their artwork, you can share it on your social media and tell people how great it is. And someone on that friends list can pay for it. There are a lot of ways to help people that don't cost anything.
1: I love that, and this is definitely going in there because it's something that, that I spend a lot of time thinking about. You know, we do put a lot into this, that what we're doing, and, and at the end of the day, if I was an artist, I wouldn't just be like, I'm gonna go hang this in your house, <laughs> like, and you can have this now. Like, that's not how this works. You and I both have Patreons um, to support our work. You know, you, you were on that train way before I was. Uh, mine is very new. You sell merch. Uh, you do Twitch, obviously you do stand up for for a living. And, uh, you know, there are multiple opportunities to support you to support me to support people who do this work. And yet, when it comes to podcasting, people are like, Oh, it's free. Well, it's free for you. (laughs) It's not free for us to make,
0: you know, 100% it's not. And again, like, if this podcast that you're listening to right now truly benefits your life like you're not listening as like a favor to jay but it like truly enriches and enriches is kind of a douchey word but it it (laughs) provides real substantive entertainment for you i'm not saying that you have to send jay ten dollars or whatever that's all i'm saying i like i said there are a ton of ways to support people without Handing them a a single dollar. Yes, there are ways to support Jay. Even if there's a specific episode or a specific moment in one episode that really hit for you, sending him a message about that with with feedback is helpful.
1: 100%. And while I would love for people to jump on Patreon, when I see people share it, when I get, when I see reviews on Apple because they're the only one
0: that does reviews. Yes, reviews.
1: Yeah. When it, or, or when it's someone who's like, who messaged me to say, not only was that a great episode, but also I send it on to my buddy because I think he'll get a lot out of it. That to me, well, like you might as well put money in my pocket because to me, that's, that is more important in terms of my, my measure of success.
0: All of that helps, and I do. I Jay mentioned this, and I forgot. I wanted to tag onto this. I cannot speak for anyone else, but myself and Jay do not do our podcast, do not do our patreons, do not do my Twitch for the money, right? Because if we if we wanted to do something for money, there are a lot more stable, guaranteed <laughs> ways to provide a living.
1: And you know, we both we got to say that we are both very lucky to have supportive partners who who you know do. Do things that that financially compensate them well, so that we're doing better than we would be if we were doing this shit alone. Uh, so, shout out to both Sabrina and Lauren for that.
0: Awesome, uh, thank you, sir. You can find me on Twitch at Spizzlation. That's S P I Z Z L A T I O N. Mostly, I do video games on there. But uh, I also do variety streams where we do just chatting, where we kind of hang out. And I also do a comedy show on Twitch every Monday at 7.30 Central Time, where comedians do one minute of stand-up, one minute of roasting an opponent, and then one minute of saying something nice about that opponent. Uh, So that is what I offer exclusively on Twitch.
1: Are you ready to take your hemp experience to a whole new level? Because if so, I want to tell you about my sponsor, Mountain Maid. Their puff line of smokable flour is unreal. They meticulously source each strain from select partner farms to ensure only the highest quality product in the marketplace. When it comes to the entourage effect, nothing tops strain-specific flour. It delivers the full range of all the amazing effects of CBD. I can tell you because I use it myself. With 0.7 grams of premium full flour inside of each pre-roll, you'll be ready to maximize your personal summit whenever you smoke. So check out Mountain Made today and grab a puff. They're federally compliant with less than 0.3% THC, which means they ship nationwide. All right, I'm going to grab a puff and let's get back to the episode.
2: Hi guys, my name is Dr. Rob Kelly, and they call me the Addiction Doctor. So, not only do they call you that, but I heard you
1: called the Gordon Ramsay of recovery. How's, how's that one? Uh,
2: it's a no-nonsense approach with a few choice words. <laughs> and Take No Prisoners, uh, recovery program that I run. I, I, I designed the program some 20-something years ago and it's been known to be very harsh and brash and straight in your face, so. Plus Gordon's a friend of mine and uh, we often joke about that.
1: Well, that's very funny. Um, Before we get too far into your work, I would love if you wouldn't mind going back and give me the 10 second or the 10 minute version of of what brought
2: Dr. Rob Kelly to where he is today. Well, it all started many, many years ago. I was thrown on stage with a musical family at the age of nine. That's when I took my first drink at the age of nine on stage in Liverpool, uh, United Kingdom, just around the corner from the cavern where the Beatles play. And my alcoholism started there, although I didn't realize it. I always knew I was different. I always knew I didn't fit in. I always knew that there was something not right about me, not in a bad way, just a sneaky little feeling. And then through school, my drinking took off. And then I went to college and it got even worse. And then through the years, I've done some amazing things. I went to Oxford University for a start, which is amazing. But I was also a session-based player, Abbey Road, in London. So I played with Queen, David Bowie, Elk John, all them guys, whilst drinking and using drugs. And then it all kind of wound out of control. And I lost wives, cars, kids, houses, millions of dollars, and finally become homeless. And I was, I was on the streets of Manchester living in gutters and sleeping in bus shelters for a year. And then I managed to get off the streets and now I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Very different than Manchester. Very different, yeah. I only came, I came to Dallas for two weeks only. And um, when the, the, the first time I stepped off the plane at DFW, which is the airport in Dallas, I knew this was gonna be my home. Texas is gonna be my home from now on. And I, I never went back home to live. I've been to visit, but that was it, I stayed here.
1: I would, I would assume, and you obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but but your sort of t- no nonsense, take no prisoners sort of uh, style is a perfect fit in Texas.
2: It's actually a perfect fit everywhere because what we get is we we treat the guys, or the guys actually end up on our doorstep who's tried everything else, and have tried the treatment centers and tried the therapists, and tried the acupuncture and you know all this stuff, and they end up so they're kind of ready for us, and uh, just because of my own journey. I've not got time to waste uh, on mommy and daddy's and a trust fund baby who's coming here just to make you look good on paper for the judge don't play them games you know it's, it's, it's in your face I will test you I will shout at you I'll scream at you uh, I've been known to jump on the plane and come down and grab you by the scruff of the neck if you're not doing as you're told so it's a very different program than anybody else is doing out there completely different
1: well, I, I, one thing I definitely identify with is is the, the idea that just there's no time for the, the BS, right? And wh- whatever way you de- define that BS, you know, uh, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't mess around with the, the sort of let's take small steps. I, I just think we don't have time for that.
2: Alcoholism is a progressive illness. So every single day it's getting worse and worse and worse. So we haven't got time to mess around. If you're a heavy drinker or a heavy user then you've got time. But if you're an alcoholic or an addict, you're dying on a daily basis of untreated addiction or alcoholism, for which there is no cure, so let's get down to business, is, is part of my motto. And if we get down to business and treat properly within 90 days, you'll have your life back and you'll never relapse again, period. So thinking
1: back on your own experience, you know, it, it, you mentioned a couple of big names, one of whom, Elton John, has also been very open with his experiences of, of, of struggling with substance misuse. It, how much was the lifestyle? How much was that already in you? You said you felt very different from an early age. What do you think
2: that relationship was? I know today that you're born with alcoholism. Now, there's a fine line, and, and this is new studies. Alcoholism you're born with, addiction you can grow into. And people are going to go, oh, my goodness, I've never heard that, or that's not true. Yeah, it's true. I'm a neuroscientist. I'm also an addictionologist. I've studied the brain for 27 years when it comes to addiction. Um, You're born an alcoholic. So that's how it is. Childhood trauma will play into that. So my go-to cuddle blanket every time is alcohol, no matter what the situation is. So we need to change my self-sabotaging neural pathways before we even begin to look at the trauma that's causing this. So, yeah, it's a lifestyle, you know, it's it's your upbringing for a start. And then obviously when you're thrown into the musical industry like I was uh, and you're asked to session at three o'clock in the morning, then you're going to need a little something to get you through that. So alcohol and drugs is just a common usage every day. And anybody that's telling me it isn't in their studio is lying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But there, and and that makes total sense. But there are some people who, who can do that and and come out the other side. Whereas there are people like you and I who who just can't. So so how many of those that you were hanging out with were able to just kind of power through and 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 how many of those like you ended up with a serious issue?
2: Wow. Yeah. No one's ever asked that question before. Uh, a lot of them were powering through. A lot of them got through it. It was a phase. A lot of them coming to the nineties. Uh, pretty clear-headed. A lot of musicians that I know, uh, the new 2000s and 2010 was the time to get clean. So a lot of them did that. Now, there's a big difference between somebody who abuses alcohol and drugs and someone who's an alcoholic or an addict. There's two different things. So it's really hard to tell. Alcoholism, in my studies, is the only self-diagnosed illness in the world. Just because you've got 10 DUIs doesn't make you an alcoholic. Just because your doctor tells you, he can't tell you that. He might tell you're drinking too much. I agree with that, but you can't tell you're an alcoholic. It's an internal diagnostic disease. Let's kind of transition
1: from there into your your philosophy and how you work. So if I show up at your door, you come grab me, uh, and I've tried the other stuff, it ain't working, what does that look like?
2: Well, you do an hour a day with me, and it's a 90-day program. So we specialize in telehealth, and I've done for nine years. We're a concierge a very high-end IOP with a lot more to it. So you spent an hour a day with me, and either telehealth or face-to-face. You have four check-ins a day. You have homework to do accountability, and we'll send somebody around to you, no matter where you are in the country or the world, to breathalyze you and to drug test you. And what we're doing is using a series of uh, programs, is uh, neuro-linguistic programming to change neural pathways, so we need to change the neural pathways. My self-sabotaging neural pathways are rife in the addictive brain. And how we do that is repetition, strengthen, and confirms that building new ones. So what's a new neural pathway? Well, if I go this afternoon and learn how to play basketball, which I never have done because I'm British, that'll be a new set of neural pathways for me. And it's it, it's kind of related to driving a car. Have you ever noticed you can get in the car, you can drive, talk to your friend, answer the phone call listen to the music and be looking for an address at the same time. It's because neural pathways have been put in the way, learning neural pathways that become solidified. So what happens is without thinking about it, that's what happens So we can do that. It's the same thing with alcoholism and addiction. My drink or alcohol or drug abuse is a, is a neat reaction to any stresses that I'm coming up against at any time of the day. So we need to change that, and we also need to change the behavior. And last but not most importantly is we have to go back to what we call the scene of the crime, which is your childhood trauma, and we need to clear that up. Wherever is alcoholism, there's always trauma. Always trauma. And that is the that is the fundamental driving force between between or beyond any alcoholic.
1: So I I love that you're saying that because so often we get people who say, oh, you know, I don't want to make a connection that's not there, but I I love that you're like, no, there is childhood trauma. How how do you address that with people who may not even be cognitive of that childhood trauma or have tried to
2: repress it? So what we need to look at, first of all, is what is childhood trauma? Now, many people go, well, it's a bad incident, a, a, a molestation. No, it's not. Anything, and now listen to this guys out there, anything less than nurturing as a child is child abuse. Don't do that, you stupid idiot. Get off there. Don't even try that. You'll never be able to do that. You're too stupid to do that. Are you fat pig? All this stuff is childhood trauma and is childhood abuse, and people don't get this. You know, my father used to call my sister a fat mess. Go on, you fat mess. When she was a kid, we used to wrestle on the floor. And he used to say it to her. My sister struggled with that all her life. And, and people don't realize that. Well, it was just a joke. No, it wasn't. We will take that. The subconscious brain will grab hold of that. And it will keep that gem for a time when it wants to self-destruct. And it will throw that instance, throw that trigger point or stressor. And out it comes. And you're done for if you have the alcohol tendencies and that's a great misunderstanding with addiction what is an alcoholic where well, somebody drinks too much alcohol rubbish it could be furthest from the truth alcohol has got very little to do with alcoholism so if alcohol is the symptom and the brain disease is the actual illness it's a bit like my chickenpox the spots on my body are the symptom i people go hey Rob, I can see you've got chickenpox well how do you know I can see the spots on your body no 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 that's the symptom. What he actually has is if it's a viral infection. And it's very serious when you're an adult, but people don't see that. They only they want to treat the spots. People want to treat the alcohol. Forget the alcohol. You've got to get into the trauma, the causes and conditions that cause this illness.
1: So, I, I love that so much. I say all the time the story is not the drugs, the story is the person behind it. So, so why has that idea not? I mean, we're, we're sitting in 2020. People have been saying that for years now. Why do places still keep focusing on the drug instead of the person?
2: Because there's no money in, in, uh, in getting people well. End of story. There's no money, there's no profit in seeing people well. Can you imagine if every treatment center in the world did this for the right reason and got people well? Everyone would be out of business within 12 months. You see, people, companies, how can you how can you accept Johnny back into your program for the fifth time and honestly take his money with clear conscience? What the hell are you doing? Stop looking at the alcohol, stop teaching people relapse prevention. If I have to fight this disease, I'm gonna relapse. If my mindset isn't changed, I'm gonna relapse. If my behavior continues to do like I suffered from the trauma, I'm going to relapse. And that's why people time and time again go, I can't believe, I can't believe a relapse. We got, we got 50 guys, five zero guys about nine years ago, over a period of about five years. And they come into the office and go, right, this is it. I've sworn off, I'm not gonna drink again. I told my wife I'm done. We brought them in, we put them on a lie detector, Jay, and all of them passed. And within a week, 48 of that 50 were drunk. So when we look at that, we have to say to ourselves, well, hang on a second. This goes deeper than willpower. And the other huge mind-altering time for me is I'm stood outside a liquor store at 6 a.m. in the morning. It's, it's snowing. I've got t-shirt and I've got shorts on. I'm going into DTs, I'm sweating, I'm shaking. The guy opens the door, he knows me, he's not supposed to serve uh, alcohol until 10, 10 a.m. I put my money on the counter, he puts the bottle on, I grab the bottle and this was my reaction. <sighs> stop sweating, stop shaking. Now I'm in a fantastic mood. I, I looked over at my hand on the handle of the bottle that was still not open. And it dawned on me, it's not the alcohol, it's me. Because my whole being changed. And when we get reactions like this, and you study ex- exactly what alcoholism is, and the body and, and, and the brain that's, a, that's attached around that disease, you get a different look. And then you realize that when there's a success rate of 3 to 10% in treatment centers, today, what are we doing wrong? We are, We are. Rob Kelly Recovery Group has a 97% success rate. We are aggressive, we're straight to the point, and we're the only company in the world that will offer you a money-back guarantee if you continue to do our program and relapse. Nobody else does that. So nobody's getting serious about recovery. It's all like, let's open ten sober houses, let's open a treatment centre. Yeah, you're gonna become rich, but I hope you sleep well at night time.
1: I'm I'm with you. I, I you know, I hate that that so many people are sort of doing this for the wrong reasons. But not only that, you know, when you look at as you were as you were perfectly saying, you look at the success rates and they're abysmal, but there's no motivation to change. So I, I guess my question then is how do we get more places to act like the Rob Kellys of the world and less like the what we're seeing now sort of across the landscape?
2: Stop insurance for paying for. Stop the insurance. Why should, why should the insurance companies pay for Johnny's fifth time in treatment? Stop all insurance around addiction. Cash pay only. Get the, get the addiction centers and the treatment centers to get to buy into this. If you relapse, we'll take you back free of charge until you get this deal. That'll soon stop it. You know How many times I, I'm sick to death of watching people coming out of treatment centers, long term, 90 days, and drinking on the way home. Then they go back in a week later. Then the company charges the same amount, $60,000 a month, whatever they charge. I mean, what are, you, what are you selling here, guys? I mean, what are you actually doing for that $60,000 a month? Because I'll tell you something, you're not getting people well. And just in case you're, you're listening out there going, wow, he's a bit strong. Oh, I have a pact. I detest most treatment centers, and they detest me. And I'm pretty cool with that because <laughs> I'm a no-nonsense, I'll get you well, I'll guarantee to get you well. You see, we only take on four patients at any one time. Every 90 days we take on four patients and that four patients gets 24 hours a day from us. We will do whatever it takes. I have a, I have a plane. I'll come down and get you. And if you go missing, I'll come down and handcuff you and get you. <laughs> you know, it, my commitment to you once you sign that dotted line is not about the money. It's about my journey. It's about knowing where your journey is going. If you don't get your stuff together and it's about your parents or your wife or your husband that's absolutely dying watching you die on a daily basis. There is a solution out there. Let's change the way you think, change the way to behave, stick to a program. You'll have a life and your wellness dreams.
1: So let's pause right there and give my listeners a chance to, to learn where they can find you and shout out all that kind of stuff.
2: So if you want to Google me, Rob Kelly or Dr. Rob Kelly, two B's, that's the only thing different in my name, R-O-B-B-K-E-L-L-Y. If you want to do the website, it's the same name.com, dot Y.com. Dr. Rob Kelly on Facebook, and if you're struggling out there, guys, or you're you're intrigued, or you're depressed, or whatever it is, I'm going to give you an offer that's out of this world. So if you're feeling, if you want to Jay's guys out there, and you're listening, and you're not feeling yourself, or you want a pep talk, I will change the way you think, and I'll change your life within three to five minutes, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. It's not going to cost you anything, and here is my personal cell phone number. It's not my office. It's not my staff. It's not my assistant. It's my personal phone number. So if you're one of Jay's guys that follow him, call me. I'll change your life in three minutes. Two one four six zero 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 two one zero. Me. That's my personal cell phone. Because it's about helping people. It's not about the money. If you're doing the right thing and help people, money will come.
1: Well, you are definitely the first guest on this podcast who's giving out their first their personal cell phone number. So I think that speaks to how, how committed you are and how much you believe in this.
2: I do, and, and, that, and that's what it is. At the end of the day, put the money where your mouth is. Your viewers can't see this, but I'm holding up $100,000, okay? That's what it is. Is that right, Jay? Is that what it says? It says it. It's all yeah. $100,000. That's right. This is what I tell people. If you come and do my program, it's a 90-day program, and you continue to do it and relapse, this is waiting for you. I'll give you that. It's waiting in the office for you because it's an impossibility. <laughs> That's how good we are, you know, because we're committed, Jay. Committed. It's not a job. It's not a what can we – how much have we taken? I don't give a crap. How much have we taken? That's not my business. I don't get involved in all that. Right? I get on a one-to-one, getting people. Well, I thrive off that. When people come back to me, and they always do, because they say to me, Rob, I've got that job. I've married that girl. I've bought that car. I live in that house, Rob. Do you know what I say to them? Pay games for. Because that's all I ever want. Because Jay, everybody gave up on me. When I was homeless, people used to walk past me and spit on me. You know, I hear people in 12 step rooms going, Don't waste your time with Rob Kelly. It's a waste of time. He's going to die of alcoholism. And one person helped me. And it's it, that's why I'm here today, because of that one person. So I want to be that one person for the guys that are listening. For the guy who sat there in the corner, who's thinking of committing suicide or thinking down or thinking he can't control his drinking, call me. Call me. Call me out on it. See if I'm true. See if I don't answer the phone. See it.
1: So let's, let's talk about that. Cause I've been there too, but then the, everyone's given up. Uh, you have done the full 180 and, and, and decided to give back. And I love that. And I respect anyone who, who does that. What was that journey like? So you said, you know, you were able to get housing again. How do you go from there to where, to, to here? And, and what was that decision for you to say, I've got a second chance. I'm going to use it on this.
2: It was kind of the first day I got the streets when I, I, I was crying on the streets and a guy come up and he asked me, do I need help? It's 2.30 in the morning. And I said, yeah. And we have to look at the situation that I'm in. 97% of people in Manchester, in the United Kingdom, die on the streets. That's the facts and figures. So 3% get off the streets. So first of all, when I'm getting off the streets, I realize that that something's happening here. And then I have a a, a spiritual God, and I guarantee that if you got me up the streets, I'd do this for the rest of my life and help people. And I think, Jay, and I've listened to your podcast, and it's a bit like you. You don't do this for any other reason than passion. And because you love to help people. People see that. People saw in me. Because I never, I didn't charge nothing for the first five or six years of me going out. I was just doing this free of charge. They they foreclosed on my house and I I just did it. I did what I had to do. Because people see a passion. And people can hear, you know, a passion in my voice. No one's ever asked me how long I've been sold because it doesn't care. They can hear it. They can hear that I have experience. I'm educated. Now, I come from a trailer park. I put myself through college with the Abbey Road money. Let's make no mistake about this. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth by no means. And then I went on to, to, to just keep doing, keep doing, keep doing all the time until I finally ended up where I am today. And I love giving back today. I love it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I, I well, I appreciate those kind of words. And, and you're right. I mean, that passion is evident. Uh, you know, you, you have, there's, there's, you're not just sitting here kind of talking to me like, yeah, here's a, you know, I'm a doctor here's a thing I do. You very clearly live and breathe this.
2: And I think you have to, well, I know that I have to, I shouldn't say we, I know that I have to, because this is my personal journey of helping people.
1: So, so you touched on something that I think is, is really important earlier on that I want to circle back to, and that is the miseducation around these topics. How much do you how how important I guess I should say is it that we start changing some of these narratives and changing the common understanding of issues of substance misuse and alcoholism?
2: I think it's vital to the future of, of addiction. What we have, on, and I've been saying this ever since it comes to America twelve years ago, we have an epidemic on our hands, and only when it gets to the richer classes are going to find out to do something about it. Because right now, nothing's being done about it. So education in my opinion, is 95% of the battle. When you know what you're up against, when you know that it's not a choice, you see what happens is my hypothalamus, which is at the back of the brain, near the prehistoric brain, that's a fight or flight part of the brain. That tells me what to do to survive. Now, here's my findings over the last 10 years. The normal person secretes into the brain fight or flight, you need to drink water and eat food to survive, period. That's what it tells it. With the alcoholic, it tells me to drink alcohol. And that's why I can go days or weeks without eating or drinking water, just alcohol. People don't know that. People don't know that it's a brain disease for which there is no cure. I will always have self sabotaging in your pathways. People don't know that we're born with that like this. People don't know that if you don't get treatment, you will die of this illness, period. And, and, and education, I've, I've just noticed now in, in the AA meetings that I go to that they've started sending the student nurses in just to listen. And I think it's a great idea because, guys, there's a big difference between a Friday night drunk in a hospital or a Friday night alcoholic. You see, the Friday night alcoholic needs help and treatment. The Friday night drunk needs to go to jail for overnight and, and sober up. And people don't know this. And then we look at the, what are the statistics in America. So we did a research at Richardson Hospital over in, in Dallas on a Friday and Saturday night. They allowed us to do some, some, some research. 96% of all cases walking through the door on the emergency ward on a Friday and Saturday night had alcohol or drugs inside them. So once we get an understanding and the manageability of that, can you imagine how much of a reduction we're going to save?
1: What's it going to take for us to 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 one make that change, but two start embracing this honest education?
2: It's going to take a movement, and I've been trying to push this movement for ages. There's a stigma still attached to alcoholism and addiction, unfortunately, and until we get through that, I don't think it's going to do anything. We need we need somebody in the government that's pushing this. I'm really pushing it, not just saying we're going to give ten million dollars to you know, addiction, like it was said recently. We need somebody in that cabinet, in that government, who's been through addiction and alcoholism and knows to drive this with no, and this is where we fall down, guys, with no other criteria and itinerary but to help and be helpful to the disease and alcoholism as a whole. And get people away and start a movement and let's start educating people. Let's have a TV program. They call it, you know, there's a great idea of mine. If anybody's out there who wants to back anything, here it is. You've heard of the Discovery Channel. What about the Recovery (laughs) Channel? Let's get a, a program on TV, its own channel, that talks about this stuff. Let's get parents and families in the studio and talk about their disease because everybody knows somebody, but nobody's standing up. I'll stand up. I am not anonymous, Jay. Everybody knows who I am, you know, because somebody has to do it. And we get and, we, and we've worked with some absolute box office superstars, megastars, and absolute kings of uh, rap music, pop music, and rock music. So we've been with these guys, and we go, "Would you, would you like to come and do like a video and promote it?" And they go, "No, can't do it. Gotta stay away." So that's
1: what we're up against, the stigma. So, so let me ask about that because, you, you, yes, I completely agree with you, and it's why I tell my story and why I do this podcast is to help end the stigma, break down those barriers. You also mentioned going to AA, which is the largest movement in, in terms of recovery, in which it's literally in the name. The anonymous is right there. How, how do you square that circle when you're in those rooms and you say, guys, let's stand up about this. Let's tell our stories.
2: Well, there's, there's a little difference between Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, the movement that I like to create. I mean, some a lot of people want to go to the rooms and stay anonymous and just be there and have a little friends and go home. That's great. What we need in their rooms is a bunch of guys. To where I go, there's six or seven or ten of us there, and we are out there pushing everything, you know. But we still we still look at AA and we still go to AA and we still abide by their laws and regulations. Uh, maybe not laws, but you know what I mean. The, the traditions. And we're not outing everybody. And I, when I'm on TV, I never mention Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's part of my deal. You know, and we need a good, strong guys who, who've got commitment, who's not scared of losing anything. When when the desire to get people well overrides the desire to earn money, then we'll start talking. On the Recovery Channel, guys, the Recovery Channel.
1: <laughs> I, I'm in. I'll, I'll host a show. I'll, I'll, I'll support. I love it. I love the idea of the Recovery Channel. Hey, y'all. Real quick, I had to break in here and just say thank you. That's it. No extra ad this week. No nothing like that. Just a quick thank you. Because for my birthday, I asked y'all to help me raise over $10,000 for the Drug Policy Alliance, and we did it. In under a month, in under a month, we raised almost $12,000. Yeah. Incredible. There will be a person from the Drug Policy Alliance coming on the podcast in a couple weeks. But in the meantime, just pat yourself on the back and know that you did something incredible. So that's it. Just wanted to say thank you. And without further ado, let's get back to Dr. Rob Kelly. So, why the U.S. for this? Because England is a little bit farther down this path than the U.S. is. Is, is it the challenge? What, what about the U.S. Was, it, was appealing to you for this?
2: Well, it was done by accident. You know, I came over here for a few weeks, like I just said. I stayed, and within six months of being here, I sighted my residency, and uh, I was over here, and, and somebody heard me speak somewhere, and it was a, a video production company. And they asked to do a set of DVDs on my story and recovery and and how it's done. And literally within nine months of signing the paper, we'd recorded this box set of DVDs, which was sold in most prisons and institutions throughout the US. So all of a sudden my name and my business blew up much quicker than we were ever imagined. We had a small 12 by 12 office, you know, within the first 12 months to 18 months, we had half a floor of a medical building. So it was kind of, it wasn't by choice. It was just kind of blew up. And then I've, I've got to admit something now, which I've not admitted before. And that is that my accent gets me a long way over here, when I'm just a normal guy back in England. I have to, I've got to say that because it does. It's like, it gets me everywhere. So, and of course, the Gordon Ramsay of addiction world, it kind of tags on to the end of that. So yeah, purely by mistake.
1: So that, that's very funny, and it's sort of, it, it's within your life story of, you know, you've kind of gone through this sort of pop existence, but then you've used that for good. How, it, that's something that we don't hear enough of, I think, is these people who, like you, who get these opportunities to sort of mix it up with, with some of the, the names that people will recognize, but then go, I'm not just going to cruise on this, I'm going to use it for something.
2: Yes, I think it's very important that we do that, or I do that. Very, very important that we uh, we take this. We we get the opportunities. We thrive in that opportunities, but then we take them on. Now I know the one one guy we work with, and, and he always says if you're in the addiction circle or talking about it, you can mention my name, and which I don't really want to mention his name, but I'm going to kind of give the game away. So I'm I'm treating this guy that we picked up from jail in uh, in in L.A. I mean, literally still got the jumpsuit on, the orange jumpsuit with LA jail across the back of it was. The judge says, you're going to put him in our, our care. We brought them back to the ranch. We, we flew him in on our private jet. We have a private jet. And uh, we helicopter them into the ranch. And seven weeks into his 12-week course, because we're telling him what's going to happen from our experience. This was going to happen. This is, you know, you're going to recover. You're going to have a life you're going you do well these dreams and your career is going to take off. Not came at the, the door. It was the driver he'd been given a package at the front gate and he had his name on, the actor's name. I took it in and he opened the package and in the package, it was a script for Iron Man. And I'm not gonna say anything else, but that's the stuff we take and we put forward and go, hey guys, you see this guy here? Do you wanna be the next one? Because you can. So we've always gotta be passing on and moving and also creating this life. You see, the problem is with most people, and this is not even alcoholic or right? it's just most people is we never see ourselves for who we are. And I often say, if we could swap places for like five minutes, all, and I mean A-L-L capitalized, all your problems would be over because we never see each other like we think we do. You know? And, when we're, and the only reason why we're any really good is because we hear it. So I was, I was talking to somebody once, and, and something came up in a conversation, and it was something like, you know, Dr. Robbie's is just amazing. He's one of the best in the world. One of the greatest minds in the modern addiction world, some guy from the Friday called me, and this guy said, "Well, of course." And I went, "Well, I am." And he said, "Yeah." I said, "Why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me? Why not you tell me? I'm good." Well, you already know. Ah, but I don't already know. And there lies the problem. You see, as a person, I'm self doubt myself. As a person, and and here's here was my turning point when I realized, Jay, that I'm never going to be tall enough, thin enough, blind enough. Or rich enough. And when I accept that to myself, it was like, okay, well, now I can start relaxing and and chilling out because I'm always looking in the mirror. I'm always making sure this is right. I'm on TV. I have to lose 30 pounds for TV. I make sure my hair's right, my my physique is right, all that great stuff for TV. You know the bottom line, Jay, is no one gives a crap. (laughs) Everyone's trying to get on with their own life and get through their own day. So the, the, the quicker I realized that, the quicker I could just sit back and go, this is me. So,
1: I love all this. How, how has COVID or, or this period we're living in, in impacted your work?
2: Well, we've picked up a little bit because it's the telehealth. We specialize in telehealth. So, that's awesome. But apart from that, a lot of people are scared out there. Uh, alcohol sales have gone up by 29% in, the, in Texas. Um, doctors' visits and, and prescribed uh, drugs, narcotics have gone up by 19% in Texas. So people are scared and worried. I think we're going to come out of this with a worse epidemic than we think. And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about addictive to other, other stuff. You know, they closed the liquor stores down in Pennsylvania, apparently, uh, for two or three weeks. And the day they opened them up again, they rolled to a gridlock. And that's how much liquor and that stuff plays in. So yeah, it's a big scare right now and people are worried. But I think we're going to come through it. I really do.
1: And, and, and you're going to be right there, ready to, ready to help
2: out, right? Yes, we are. Always ready to help out. And if you sat down in your house, because we just got another stay-at-home order in Texas came out yesterday and an alert on all our phones, and you sat there going, well, I don't know what to do. All, the, you know, all meetings are closed. I've got my online meetings. What should I do? I need something to read. Oh, my goodness. Have I got a book for you? Tell me. Daddy, Daddy, Please Stop Drinking, the last thing my daughter said to me oh. when she left me, as, as the kid, as if authorities to, Daddy, Daddy, Please Stop Drinking is the book on Amazon. Not selling that to sell it, and I'll tell you why I'm telling you. First of all, it's a great read, and an inspirational book, and most importantly, not all the profits, Jay, but all the money goes back to single-parent families in is, is trying to get their life back together again. One more time, say it. Daddy, Daddy, Please Stop Drinking exclusively on amazon so if you can't remember the title or you don't want to rewind the uh, podcast just jump on amazon and, and put my name in there dr rockel it will come up wow. but it's a great read guys and like i say, you're not helping me i don't need the money thank you very much i'm a self-made millionaire from the right things but we give millions away it's just to help other people especially in our community
1: well i just went to amazon and put it in my cart so i'll definitely nice thank you so much so that that kind of rolls into i always uh start winding down with two questions number one is you know, you you are shouting out where we can find you. But who has influenced you? Who should we be reading? Who should we be following that you think is is doing this the right way, saying the right things, whatever? Uh, that's number one. Number two is uh, what are your self care, self care habits during these stressful times, and and how do you go home at the end of the day and take a deep breath and focus on you?
2: Okay, first one first. Cal Young. Anything by Carl Jung or the likes is a great read, not only on the, on the addiction or alcoholism philosophy and lifestyle. He was a great guy. And secondly, Gary V. If you've not heard of Gary V, jump on to, there's a couple of places where he's, I mean, he's on LinkedIn, but he's also on TikTok. Jump on and listen to Gary V. Gary, as in G R A R Y V E E. Gary V is a great motivational speaker about making something of yourself. Not just giving you good quotes, but telling you how to be yourself and don't go to the norm. I have a saying here, and it says who? It's like, well, we can't do this. Says who? Well, we can't have a perfect marriage, Mrs. Kelly. Says who? Who are these guys that are making these rules up? Says who? Let's make our own rules. Let's make our own rules. There's a couple of things each day that I do that I have to do. First of all, when I get up, I ask my God to direct my attention to what he would have it be before I begin. Secondly, I compliment three people on a daily basis, no matter what happens. I compliment three people, and lastly is what I do for myself: is I do one good deed for somebody without them knowing on that day. And when I retire at night time, I just review the day: did I upset anybody? Did I harm anybody with what I said? Because I have a very vicious tongue sometimes when I get frustrated, and uh, just make sure that people have walked away from me smiling, and not you know, annoyed or anything. And JJ, that's what it's about for me today. Yes, I'm aggressive. Yes, I'm loud. Yes, I'm cocky. All these great stuff that people call me. I'm, telling, Of course I am, guys, I'm all of that. But at the end of the day, people all say to me when they get to know me and my company, you're such a gentle soul and I am. I just wanna help. But you know, the squeakiest will gets the most attention is what I think. And if I'm gonna try and help somebody, I'm gonna start screaming and shouting at you so I'll get your attention. I'm never here to save your feelings. I'm here to save your life. Why don't you thank me for that?
1: I love it. I uh, and I completely agree with that. You know, I, I, it's why again I do this podcast is that we got to keep speaking up. We got to keep telling our stories. And at the end of the day, we got to do something nice for somebody. And so that's why I end uh, uh, every podcast with the good egg, which is instructions for my listeners to go do a good deed for someone. Uh, so I, I love that. And I think, I believe in it so, so strongly is the, you know, doing something nice. It, it helps that person, but it also helps you. It helps you feel, uh, feel better and a, be in a better place.
2: Do you know why that is? Tell me. When we say thank you to somebody, dopamine is released into our brain.
1: So, last point on that, uh, the brain thing, because I'm so curious about this. Why is it that we, st- I mean, I, I, let me rephrase that a different way. Do you think we are learning more and more now about the brain, or are we still just in the dark ages on this thing?
2: No, well, we're, we're learning more. 10 years ago, uh, the medical fraternity found out that the brain was like plastic, neuroplasticity we they call it today, that we can change the way we think, which in 1939, Big box says it was a psychic change, so how them guys knew all them years ago, I don't know, but it's freaky. But yeah, we can change the way anything, and that the more we get into it, the more we'll find out it's not about the alcohol, it's about the brain itself, and we can change. So here's a prime example. Uh, quantum physics on a basketball court tells me that I can be up to 25 places at one time. At any single moment of the day, I could be on that basketball court in 25 different places. Where would I like to be? Well, I want to be over near the goal, obviously. So when I get the ball, I'll pop it in and become a hero. So how do I get there? I walk over and take the position. That's all I do. I've only visualized myself there. Quantum physics says I'm already there. So stop making decisions based on fear. Stop making practical decisions based on fear. If you can see it, you can do it. End of story. Your dreams are not things you get on and go, I had a great dream last night. It's your brain saying, this is what you are capable of doing. Oh, I saw myself flying last night. Have you got to say about that? Do you want to tell that to the Wright brothers when they started and everybody that mocked them? Don't put a cap on your ceiling, buddy. Don't put a cap on your ceiling. You never know what you're capable of doing. Do you know that's something? I mean, you look at the world today, we live in, The internet, the fast paced. You have to realize you have more opportunities to there than you ever had to make some of your own. Look about this. Uber owns no cars. Isn't that crazy? Amazon owns no books or stock. Airbnb, they don't own any houses. Opportunities are out there. If you've got $20 in the bank or $20 million, make some of of yourself. And remember, when someone says you can't do it, just say, that's who?
1: All right, so uh, this is going to be very difficult to cut down to make the fit on the podcast. So, us with one big tip, if if the listeners could take one thing away from this, what would it be?
2: Don't be afraid to run after your dreams. Don't be afraid, because I'm telling you something. I went to bed when I was 20, and I woke up when I was 50. It goes fast. You're going to regret it, believe me. I'd rather fail a thousand times than not succeed once.
1: All right, one last time, where can people find you?
2: RobKelly.com is the website, two Bs, remember? Dr. Rob Kelly on Facebook, or you can Google me, just Dr. Rob Kelly or Rob Kelly. And uh, if we can do anything for you, if we can help you, if I can motivate you, uh, I'm I'm here. And I want to say, because i I really look forward to this podcast, Jay, and I want to tell you something. I did some of my research with you, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for the stuff that you do. And I don't think people realize this, you know, you come on every, every week and you interview people and that's all that i good. But some of the stuff that you do, man, and some of the experience you've got and what you've been through and how you've helped the community to put it out there, man. You're one of my heroes. Thank you so much, Jake, for what you do.
1: Wow, it's very kind. I appreciate that, uh, Dr. Kelly. And it's been an honor talking to you. Thank you, sir. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast and then thought, oh, man, I just, I don't even know where to begin. Well, I have the perfect answer for you. It's Anchor. They have all the tools you need to get started right away, all in one spot. You can do it from your phone or your computer. They'll even distribute for you, so you don't have to go looking for places to get your podcast out. But the best part is it's all free. That's right, you can sign up today without any hassle at all. You can even start making money right from the beginning. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. So Check it out today. Go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. We've come to the end of another podcast episode. Thank you for coming along for episode 26. I hope you enjoyed hearing from these two incredible guys, both of them in their own way, had such an incredible impact on me. Again, if you came along with them, I hope you stick around for more episodes. Please like, please review on Apple, please share on social media, as you heard Spark ask for. You know, it's so important to say thank you. Uh, I talk a lot about gratitude, uh, affirmations, and, and I appreciate every single person who reaches out. You can find me at my website, www.jshiftman.com All my links are in the show notes, so check those out. There's links to both of my guests in the show notes. Check those out. Just show, show your, your gratitude. Say thank you in some way. Tag me on social media. If you're a sound person, if you're listening to this, you heard my big, spiel about how I'm trying to get the sound better and you're like ah I've got some ideas let me hear them let's chat I definitely could use the help like I said I've got a little bit of background I know a little bit of what I'm doing but I could use some help so reach out through my website or at one of the links in the show notes I'd love to hear from you that's it that's all I'm gonna ask for this episode without further ado it's time for the cards. As always, brought to you by the Blurt Foundation. This week's card pack is the 54 Ways to Ease the Anxious Mind. I've used these before. They're wonderful. I think with all the anxiety I was having around the, the, the sound quality, this is a good one for this week. All right, this is a great card. It says, write down painful thoughts. And then rip them up and throw them out. Great advice. And that leads right into my ask for this week. That card is all about giving yourself some space, right? Get that shit out onto a piece of paper, tear it up, and get rid of it, right? Awesome advice. Here is your good egg for the week. Give that same courtesy to another person. Give someone the benefit of the doubt. Give them a second chance. If someone hurts you, that's I don't want to go that far. I'm thinking more if someone cuts you off in traffic, if you know, you hear <laughs> you hear this podcast and you're like, man, the sound quality wasn't great. Give them <laughs> give them another chance. Say, you know what? Maybe that person was having a bad day. You know, maybe it was a, a rough episode, whatever. Give the person another chance, right? If if you can do this card, that's a great advice. Write down what they did. Scream, (laughs) get that energy out, and then tear that shit up and get rid of it, and then start over. Because you deserve it. You deserve to just get this shit out, you know, and start over. And, And the other person probably deserves it too. Now, only to a certain extent, obviously. Some egregious things. No, you don't let that go. Fuck them. (laughs) But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about little shit. That's it. That's the end of the episode. I love you all. Show your empathy. Spread your love. Be vulnerable and choose your struggle.